Welcome to another episode of Becoming Referrable, the podcast that helps you be the kind of advisor people can't stop talking about. I'm Julie Littlechild, and this is one of the weeks I look forward to because I have the opportunity to speak with my wonderful co-host, Stephen Wershing. And this week is all about getting systematized. You know, it's one thing to talk about referrals, and another thing entirely to have a referral system in place. Steve and I discuss how to systematize critical parts of the process, including how you reach out to prospective clients who are referred, and how you thank, recognize, and nurture all of your referral sources. And we examine why it's also important to not only have a process, but to communicate that to clients in order to reduce the potential points of referral friction. So we're getting granular this week by talking about how to connect your big ideas to tangible action. And with that, let's get straight to the conversation. Hey, Steve, it's good to talk to you. Julie, always a pleasure. Nice to see you. I love our conversations. I know. So we're going to dig into some detail today. You know, sometimes we like to talk at a high level and sometimes we want to get really into we it. Low. And <laughs> we get low. Um, so it's, it's really about systems. And this sort of came out of some things I know you believe strongly in that it's one thing to say, I'm trying to increase referrals and I'm going to try this and I'm going to try that. And it's just a different adventure every day. But you're a big believer in taking a more systematic approach to that. I mean, how, can you tell me a bit about your thinking there and, sure. and why you see that as so important? Well, I do. And and you're absolutely correct. There, there, you know, most of the advisors that you and I talk to say, you know, I'm, you know, this is what I'm doing to increase referrals, or this is how I handle referrals. And, and you know, everybody everybody's paying some attention to it. But I know that you and I are both fans of James Clear, who wrote mm-hmm. Atomic Habits. And one of the things that came out in one of his emails some time ago was uh, his quote, if you care about the goal, you'll focus on the system. In fact, I've got that taped to my wall across from my desk here because because I, I recognize that a lot of the things that I do, I just need to do it more systematically. I need to do it, uh, you know, I need to have a formal process around it. We've had guests on who have said similar things that mm-hmm. unless you have a procedure around it, unless you're, unless you've got a system built around it, uh, first, it may not get done consistently. It may not get done the, the way you want it to. Uh, mm-hmm. But also, it, um, it it's going to involve more work because unless you have a system, you can't delegate. So... Well, yeah, exactly. And, and you know, the reality is I think we put some of this off because the first time it's hard. Right. Right. But right. once you've got, like, we've all had this experience. I had it just this week with something that we do regularly, which takes an enormous amount of time. And I did it so quickly I thought, oh, it's because I put the time in. I get it now. Exactly. I understand. Sure. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I know one of the areas that's part, an important part of this system is sort of planning and scheduling, like getting very consistent and intentional about that. So when it comes to referrals, what do you think about when it comes to planning and scheduling? Well, it, I, I think of a, of a couple of different aspects to that. First is... Um, when, when, uh, when we ask a lot of advisors, you know, when you get a referral, what happens? What do mm-hmm. you do with it? And there are a lot of advisors who come back and say, well, I always make sure that I, I reach out and contact them the first, you know, within the 24 hours or the first mm-hmm. day or shortly after I, I get, I, someone, someone gives me the referral. Yeah. Well, that's great. But, um, but if it's just the one contact and they don't say yes in that contact, you, you, 
you're probably missing opportunities. And so thinking about how you would respond to a contact, you know, there are a couple different levels of that. So, you know, we talk about planning and scheduling. Well, when somebody reaches out, you might want a sequence of different communications to yeah. go out to them. You might want an introductory email and then you might want to, you know, suggest a phone call. And if mm -hmm. they, if whether or not they decide to pick you up on it, you may want a, a series of, of, of emails or communications to go out that talk a little bit about, here's about some things about what we do and here's another aspect of this mm -hmm. and here, you know, just so that you're reminding them on a periodic basis and you, you that it, there are a whole bunch of advantages to that. First is you get an opportunity over the course of time to describe more thoroughly what you do and what kind of value you can deliver, but you're also demonstrating that you're consistent and you stay in touch and, you know, that, that they can count on you to, to follow up on things. So, yeah, absolutely. And I, I tell you, and we should maybe have a whole episode on this at, at some point. Um, we've, in, we've invested significant time and, and, and brought somebody onto the team to really create our funnels, right? Which is really right. what you're talking about, yeah. like yep. sequenced communication. And it's, it's life-changing because, and it's not just because it makes it more efficient. It does, absolutely. But you're adding more value. Right. right? It, it, and and the one thing that um, George, who's who's our uh, on our marketing team, said, um, you know, we were we would connect with people, and then it would be, well, would you like to meet, right? And I think the same is true with referrals. So Bob introduced you. Would you like to meet? Most people aren't ready. Like we need to date right, before right. we marry, right? So exactly. I mean, in <laughs> most places, but the. <laughs> You know, so just the, what you're talking about does create, nurtures the relationship. It's comfortable. Like you say, it gives them a sense of who you are. And then they may be ready to, to meet. But I think we lose a lot of people because we just jump straight there. Yeah. And, and um, you know, to you may want to send them something first before you reach out and ask Absolutely. for that. You, if you have a book, if you mm -hmm. have, if you have a book that you didn't write, but you think is really valuable. Mm -hmm. um, or if you have, you know, a, um, a, 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 I don't want to say an information kit because I don't want it necessarily to be about the advisor, but, right. but something about the value of planning or something, you know, mm -hmm. so, as you were saying, something of value. So your first, your first reaching out may not necessarily be an email or a phone call. Your first mm -hmm. reaching out may be a gift. Yeah. It may be here. Here's some, you know, Joe, you know, mentioned your name to us and suggested that we may be able to do um, that, that some of our work might be valuable to you. We would like to have you for this because if that's on your mind, you might find these things helpful. Yeah. 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 Right. And it's not, it's not about the advisor at that point. Exactly. It's not, here's right. how wonderful I am. Um, it's, it's about the process. The other, you know, the other thing that comes up for me on that, and, and this is a big part of, of our referral program is, the fact that you don't meet most of the people who refer. So as right. much as right. you want to say thank you, frankly, you don't know who most of those people are. So um, we've been focusing a lot on how you can actually acknowledge the intent of the referral. You may not have had an introduction, but you still want to say thank you to those clients who are, are helping you to grow the business. So yeah, so sequencing, I guess. And then, um, you know, do you think about that also with centers of, because we talk a lot about client communications and having right, a calendar, right. but I, I guess the same would apply then to centers of influence. Right, exactly. Well, it's and center of, centers of influence and more broadly your referral sources. Right. And so the, we, the first thing you need to do is when someone gives you a referral, you need that system we were just talking about mm -hmm. to reach out to the referred person. Yeah. 
and keeping in touch with them, but you should also be systematically keeping in touch with that referral source. Right. Um, and if they're a consistent referral source, you, you know, one of the things that you and I found on that study we did a few years ago mm -hmm. was that um, firms that spoil their, re their referral sources get more. Not right. surprising, right? It's yeah, yeah. pretty obvious when you say it out loud. Mm -hmm. But but there are a lot of folks who don't do it. So, you know, first thing, a handwritten note or a typewritten note, not an email, right? right. So that, that's pretty much table stakes at this point. Um, but then, you know, you, it, it, it would be good to follow up with them. And, and two levels of following up. One, one is that when you reach out to the person that, that they referred over, give them a quick update. Now, you can't disclose right. anything confidential. Yeah. But you can say, hey, you know, we, we uh, you know, thank you for referring to Joe, uh, Joe over and we talked about that before. And mm -hmm. I just want to let you know, we've got something on the calendar. Yeah. Um, and, and keep in touch with them a couple of times, because if they're referring, right, they have risk. They, they're, they're taking a personal risk by referring someone to you. They have a stake in the outcome. They, they, they would like to know how mm -hmm. it turned out. So keep in touch with them and let them know how it turned out. And then also, you know, keep in touch with them on a regular basis, apart from any individual specific person they referred over, just to reinforce, you know, how much you value their loyalty to you and they, they, how, much they, how much you value their, you, their assistance in building your business by sending you folks. So, I mean, logistically, I guess we need to make sure we've got this tagged in our CRM. We need a segment exactly. there so that we can communicate effectively. Um, but I, yeah, I like the idea of, of going beyond when they've provided the referral because that started, that feels almost obvious. Of course, we're going to say thank you, right. but it's the in-between. And I think the in-between also gives you an opportunity to reinforce. I mean, I could send you something and say, you know, this is something we're doing for the people who've helped support the business. It's yep. not a thank you for that referral, but it's a gentle reminder that, you know, we're doing this for a reason and that we appreciate it. Right. Uh, because I think we do. Like, we're so grateful for referrals. Right, right, right. Um, and, 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 and to reinforce that point you just made, you know, it's, it's, it's critically important that you, um, that you not make it transactional, that you don't right. want to give, you don't want to give a little gift because someone referred something over. That actually... It, the, the one one risk of course is that you you give them something that's worth a whole lot less than the referral itself and that would create all kinds of bad messages right. but even if it's an expensive gift you know you you don't want to do that because it it, it even an expense even a really nice gift demeans the relationship mm -hmm. um you you want to you want to express your gratitude for their overall support for their overall loyalty for their relationship with you but one of the challenges that we have and this is where we bring systems back into it is that um if we don't have a reminder at least in my case if i don't have a reminder of something like that mm -hmm. it's probably not going to get done consistently no no, and so we want to make sure that we sit down and <clears throat> in, a, in a particular referral sources, whether it be a client or a center of influence, um, if they give us referrals more than once a year, we want to make sure that we've got an activity scheduled in the CRM to reach out to them to touch base and just maintain the relationship or do something nice or, or something like that. And we want mm -hmm. at the beginning of the year to, to sit down with that planning calendar and plan out when we're going to do special events some would be client appreciation, but others may be just special events for referral sources. Yeah, yeah, we've been talking a lot about that. I think it's important because you can say this is just for you and just for this exactly. group of clients. You know, one of the things 
uh, along those lines that I've often recommended, because I do get that question a lot is should I send a gift when I get a referral and I've, it just doesn't fit with me. I mean, it's one thing, what am I going to get a Starbucks card or, or something, you know, and it, right. it, 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 it feels <laughs> like a throwaway, but the idea even if it's a gift of just doing it once a year, completely right. disassociated from the referral, that feels different. That feels comfortable. Right. To me. Exactly. And 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 we did that episode um, with uh, John Rulin, um, all about gifting. And right, you that can, was a you great can, you episode. Can go, yeah, you can go back to that episode and listen to all about that. But one of the things that he says is, your gifts should be scheduled and planned out, and should mm -hmm. not be over the holidays. And the the mm -hmm. people receiving the gift have no idea you've got it on a calendar someplace. To them, it looks like it's totally out of the blue. But from a system standpoint, you need to have that locked down in a calendar somewhere place yeah um, yeah absolutely i mean so, we've gone through that where it's like oh i right. should really send a gift to so and so what hey, hey team what do you think we should you know it's just nothing gets done let's exactly. face it exactly um, and so when it comes to appreciation and gifting then schedule it have some things in mind uh, and and do something special i mean is there anything else around appreciation that you think is important well i mean for the purposes of this conversation today it's really just about having a system around it just making sure that um that you don't <clears throat> you don't wait till it occurs to you you don't wait for some other kind right. of a prompt but that it's a thought out process that you've that you've programmed and and planned and that you know you've got systems and processes around it that makes sure that it happens and that makes sure that it happens uh, consistently so that that it reinforces the message and you're systematically building those relationships. Yeah. And I, you know, going back to the, to the episode you mentioned, you know, he talks about, you know, the branded mug is not an appreciation right. gift and, you know, just, yeah. you know, having, <laughs> having an event around investments, not an appreciation event. Uh, so we've got to just be really careful when we I was, think about I was, that. I was reminded of that uh, last night I got home, there was a little box in the mail for, for me. And, um, there was, it's a company that I have been with now for 10 years. And, um, I do a significant amount of business with them and mm -hmm. they sent me something with their logo on it. And I realized, you know, right. if it's got your logo on it, it's not a gift. It's a marketing promotion item. Right. If, if it's only a gift, if it's meaningful to them and nothing associated with your firm anywhere on it. Yeah, yeah, and it's tough for for people to do. But let's dig into that the the process because uh, you you've mentioned that, and I think that's really the key part. So I I briefly mentioned CRM and yep. making sure we track. But are are there other elements of leveraging CRM that you think are important? Well, uh, you know, <clears throat> there are all kinds of things that you can leverage in in the CRM. And the CRM, you know, that that you should live in your CRM. That that mm -hmm. that, that that should be where you go for everything. And so. If someone makes a referral, um, the source of the, you know, the fact that it was a referral and the source of the referral should be tagged in that person's record. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, if you have, if someone gives a referral and you have a process, which you should, um, mm -hmm. the person who was referred to you, that should trigger a workflow. Right. And so that's a, you know, so it's a series of tasks that are scheduled in the CRM. Today we send letter number one, tomorrow we send box number one, that, you know, then we send email number two, and that all should be built out. Similarly, you should have, there, there should be a workflow triggered in the, the referral sources record. Mm -hmm. um, and if you are recording those things, um, you know, you should be able to run a report 
every quarter or at least every year where you run out a report that says, okay, who referred who and how many people did each person refer? So you can identify who are your top referral sources, how many referral sources do you have? And for the next year that, you know, you look at the top referral sources, well, they should be the ones who get the special recognition next year. Right. Hey, it's Steve. We'll get back to the show in just a minute, but first I'd like to make you an offer. Every week I send out a tip or an idea to help you become more referable. It might be something I picked up during an advisory board meeting. It might be an idea from one of our amazing guests. Every other week I announce a new interview on the podcast, so never miss an episode. Or maybe it's something I picked up from a new research report and I deliver it right to your inbox. Would you like to become a little more referable each week? Then send an email to steve at theclientdrivenpractice.com and I'll even throw in my latest alert, five reasons you need to listen to your clients now before someone else does. Just put five reasons in the subject line. That's steve at theclientdrivenpractice.com and put five reasons in the subject line. And I'll send you your free guide right away and then a little tip about how to become more referable every week. Now, back to the show. So there's there's all the workflow around saying thank you, communicating with the referral source. Um, would, would the fact that someone referred come in in different ways throughout the year, would you communicate with them differently? I'm just wondering if there are other workflows that you need to consider. Um, I'm not sure what you mean. Well, what I'm thinking is, um, for example, if if you were sending out uh, some content of interest, uh, links to an article or something along those lines, if you know that someone provided you with a referral, you could customize that slightly, right? Where, right. again, the intro is, you know, this is just, I know you've been kind enough to provide referrals in the past, and if you would like to share this, you can just click here, right? So it, that to me is an automation because you're just, uh, now you need to be a little more advanced in your use of email automation systems for that. So hopefully you have someone, you know, a 20 year old on your team who can do all that for you, but, but it's, you can really personalize communications differently that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, you, yeah. So your, your CRM is, has the, most CRMs have the capacity to <clears throat> personalize those communications. So you can create fields in those mm -hmm. emails or fields and letters and things where it'll pull other information from the contract record and stick it in there. So it looks right. like a personalized individual letter or mm -hmm. email from someone yeah. to someone. Yeah. Yeah. And whether it's in, in CRM or whether it's in, you know, we use active campaigns, for example, for communication, you can, you can link there as well. Um, so, I mean, the tools are so robust now. You just need to, to think through what you're trying to do and right. start small, right? I mean, there's yeah. so many different things you could do here, but it seems to me that just having a two-step process to say thanks for a referral might be a pretty good place to start. Yeah, well, <laughs> right? or making sure that you that you fill in the field, you know, right. source of source of the client and, and who made the referral. If you're if you're not doing that, that's where you start, right? Yeah. So you don't even have to worry about workflows and procedures yet to first start keeping track of it. Yeah. You know, one of the things that we've talked a bit about recently is making sure you also communicate your process to clients so that, right. you know, there's there's this lurking fear I think we have. And I don't know if anybody articulates it as such, but if I refer someone to you, 
uh, you know, are you suddenly going to, uh, well, worst case, you don't even follow up. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if it's worse or better. You follow up too much. Right? Yeah, right. And, yeah, or you call them over dinner, right? Or something right. Like that. And, well, and, you know, you don't expect that from people, but, but you don't know. So it's one of these yeah. unspoken points of friction that can happen. Yeah, well, you, and you wrote something about this recently. So I, I wanted to ask you to, to, to sort of walk through this, that one, you know, it, it's, um, you know, we, we both believe you shouldn't be asking for referrals, but you should be talking about referrals. Mm -hmm. And one great way that you can talk about referrals is to just make a point to sit down with clients and to say, you know, I don't know if you ever mention us to people or if you're inclined mm -hmm. to, but I wanted to let you know if you did, this is what would happen. So can you go through that, the, the um, what you wrote about that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I guess the first, I was talking about communicating your process, but of course that begs the question, do you have one to communicate? <laughs> right, um, yeah, exactly. So, you know, we, we start there. Um, and, and really it broke down into a single conversation, but multiple parts, I guess. So, you know, one being just starting with appreciation, right? Yep. We're, we're so lucky to have grown our business through referrals. And I know uh, that from time to time, I've, I've asked you or suggested that if you wanted to make a, an introduction, a mutual introduction, that we'd appreciate that. Um, so, you know, start there. But then I think just actually stating the unspoken concern or the potential. So you might say, you know, at the same time, I, I realize this might just raise some questions as to what we do with that information when you make a referral. And I know I wouldn't want somebody following up too often with the people I know. So, you know, is it okay if I just talk you through our process and get, get permission? Mm -hmm. If that's the case, then, I mean, I would keep it incredibly simple. I'd be saying, right. if you make an introduction, we will reach out, we'll share a little bit of information, and we'll see if they're interested in connecting. If they do, we're off to the races. If they don't, we'll, we'll let them know that we have a blog that they can subscribe to. And if they want to continue to connect and get to know us that way, that's fine. But that's the last thing we'll do. Right. right. And, and I mean, you have to mean it. Um, <laughs> but it's a good litmus test for your process. Because if what you're saying, you know, and tr say it out loud, well, and then we'll call them monthly uh, to, you know, to, right, right. you know, all of a sudden you're going to think, no, nah, that's not sounding so good. So just, you know, share that process and then make the commitment and then that's right. it. We won't follow up again. And I think we can also, when we're having those conversations, we can use it to reinforce referrals, you know, exactly. thank you exactly. so much. We, we've been really focused on working with this kind of client to solve this kind of problem. And, and now you can start telling your stories, right? Uh, so it's just a nice, comfortable way to do that. Right, right. Now that, um, that brings up the idea of uh, different ways you can talk about referrals and, and, mm -hmm. and, and we've talked about that before. So, mm -hmm. but for the purposes of this conversation, when we talk about systems, um, one way that you can systematize that, however you talk about referrals, you can, mm -hmm. you can make a point to talk with your clients about your referral process. So just mm -hmm. what you were describing, you yep. could, you could, uh, you could make a point of, of talking about some other aspect of, of being referred or telling people, you know, how many new clients you picked up by referral last year. But, but the point is not that you're talking about those. The point for this conversation is <clears throat> that you need a system to prompt you to do that. Yeah. <clears throat> So what what I've recommended to a, to a lot uh, to a number of firms is that they that they have a standardized uh, client meeting agenda mm -hmm. um, and that for a period of time, it might be a quarter, it might be a year mm -hmm. that 
that standard agenda has an item on it that is that conversation about referrals. So you might say, well, this year, if for this next round of client meetings, we're going to describe our client referral process. And so you would have a template on your server yep. that is the client meeting agenda. And, you know, item number one, two, or three would be describe referral process. Yeah. So that when you get into the meeting and you open the folder, there it is. It's a lot harder to forget when it's right there in the bullet points mm -hmm. of, for you to talk about. So part of that system is systematization is to um, is to build it so that it's not just left to your memory to do it, but that you uh, you incorporate it into the formal meeting preparation procedure so mm -hmm. that it's, you know, and, and if you have a, a piece of collateral you want to show them as part of that, your assistant should be sticking that in the client folder along right. with the agenda before you walk into the meeting. The whole idea is to create a procedure around it, delegate it to somebody else that will make sure that, you know, if, if you every once in a while talk about referrals with people, well, if you can create a process around it, you can remember to talk with all of your clients about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's interesting with referrals because you can go down two paths. One is what you're talking about, and it's it's the easiest, right? And I think it's where we need to start. Um, you know, one of our coaches, Lisa, has talked to a number of advisors about the idea of kind of building in what she calls a business update into the meeting, right? Where it's just, hey, you know, this is what's happening, and I'd love your input <laughs> on how we might yep. grow the business. Again, it's just it's a, it's a simple, comfortable way to do it. But what I was going to say is the, the, more, uh, the more difficult process, and this will be a, a conversation for another day, is listening for the cues from clients right. to then tell the stories that you want to tell, right? That requires some skill and some training and, and connecting the dots. Uh, but I think you're right. If, if we if we wait to build those skills, we might do nothing. And, and just making sure that we do this. I think we're all guilty, frankly, of, of not doing it. Right, right. Um, and I, I, I've, I've talked with lots of advisors lots of times and, and you know, we'll say, why don't, why don't, in the next bunch of client meetings, why don't you ask them this question or, or do, yeah. or do this? <clears throat> and, and so often, you know, we have the follow-up meeting and they say, oh, I, I forgot. Yeah. Well, that's a systems failure. Yes, that's 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 not that's not a personal failure. That's a systems failure. So if your system for preparing for a meeting doesn't have whatever you've decided built into it, then your system's broken. And so that's that's how you can improve that and make sure that it happens systematically. Yeah. And in a shameless plug for client input, because I live and <laughs> it all day long, you know, one of the things that we've really been focusing on with advisors is how can you gather direct input from clients that help you have those conversations, right? right? So that you're not just starting from scratch, you're actually inviting some input that helps you have those specific kinds of conversations, which I, I think is a, a really powerful thing to do. Um, so if you were starting from scratch, let's assume you were like most advisors, frankly, because this is just <laughs> how we operate, right? Sure. And I'm, I'm going to say it's most of us, not just most advisors. You're thinking, well, I get some referrals, but and and I rewrite the process every single time it happens. What's what's step number one? Well, step number one is to review uh, your CRM uh, and to look through your through your client contacts, find out where they all came from, right. so that you can make sure that if they were referred to you, you've got you've got the identify you've you've identified who the referral source is, because where it all starts is by identifying counting and then making a plan around your referral sources. 
Yeah. Uh, the ones who've referred to you in the past are most likely to refer to you in the future. And they're also the ones most deserving of appreciation. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, listen for those who tell you they've referred, even if you didn't meet them. I, I can't tell you how many people I talk to, they say, I refer you all the time. I think, oh, thank you. I've literally met no one. But, <laughs> but the exactly. reality is, yeah. I appreciate the intent. So they should be tagged too, right? It's, it's yeah. not because it worked, frankly. Right. Exactly. We just want to acknowledge <clears throat> that behavior. That that's another that's another conversation that should be one of these episodes because that happens with advisors all the time, yeah, absolutely. right? Absolutely. Um, but the point is that you capture it mm -hmm. and that you build a process around it. Um, you know, if you want it to happen, there needs to be a process. Yeah. And so, um, th so that's where you can start is just capturing all that information, making sure that it gets into the CRM, so that you can build some processes or workflows around it. All starts there. Yep. Well, that's awesome. Thanks so much for your time. Yep. Nice to see you. Talk to you again soon. Take care. Hey, folks, Steve again. Thanks for joining us on Becoming Referrable. If you like what you've been hearing, please do us a favor and rate us on iTunes. It really helps. You can get all the links, show notes, and other tidbits from these episodes at becomingreferrable.com. You can also get our free report, Three Referral Myths That Limit Your Growth, and connect with our blogs and other resources. So until next time, so long.